All right, what's up, everybody? Uh, it is PTL, Pushing Limits. Thanks for joining us on, what is it? it? It is Wednesday today, isn't it? Yes, it is. We have a lot to get to, a lot to talk about today. Coming up here um, at the bottom of the hour, a lot of news to get to, including Joe Biden's impeachment inquiry in Washington, D.C. We're definitely going to get to that. And uh, talk about Hunter Biden, who made some comments in D.C. today in a press conference, extremely rare. And uh, Rudy Giuliani uh, is going to be paying up a lot of money to some people uh, for his defamation suit. So a lot of stuff to get to today. Uh, Mark Anderson from the Associated Press is going to be joining us in hour number two. Uh, talk a little Raiders football. Talk a little UNLV basketball. So uh, a lot to get to, as I mentioned, and Blake Gwynn's going to be joining us in studio today as well. But for the first few minutes of the show, uh, we're going to talk a little bit of UNLV football, a little bit of UNLV basketball. Mark Hayes is at the reins here. Numchuck is running a little late, which is totally okay. I think it's the first time he's run late in like two <laughs> he years. Been out. He was out late yeah. last night. That's what it was. That's His son okay. turned 21, and uh, that happens. he might have needed a little extra hour or two. Oh, my God. I his son is 21 years old. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, his That's... son turned 21 last night. So wow. uh, yesterday, but he said he would be going to dinner. So Mark is filling in until, uh, yeah, until he general, walks through the door. The general manager yeah. is filling in until he walks through the door. Yeah. And, then we'll, and then we'll get to the political news of the day. Yeah. Um, but, uh, well, there's some really uh, exciting things to talk about when it comes to UNLV. And then there's some things that are a little concerning. Um, but let's start with the concerning part because I'm such a negative guy. Let's start with the negative. <laughs> um, tonight, UNLV basketball is playing a very, very good basketball team, probably the best team they'll play all year in Creighton. They're ranked number eighth in the country. And there's a question that I want to ask Kevin Kruger today in the press conference, and I want you to tell me if you think it's inappropriate or not. I'm going to assume they're going to lose this basketball game. If they don't, I'm not going to ask this question. But <laughs> the question, and by the way, I like Kevin. Um, I think we all could agree Kevin's a really good dude. He comes from a really nice family. But the question I want to ask Kevin is, and he might not like it, but it is, when you look at the success of the women's basketball team, now 23rd in the country, and what Coach LaRock has done, when you look at the UNLV football program and the year that they've had, do you feel more pressure this year? Now... He might not like that question, but I think it's a fair question to ask. What do you think about that question? No, I don't think that's a bad question. I, I mean, I think that's just a, I mean, you expect a, 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 an answer, not a political answer, but something that, you know, tell the, I mean, you should feel a little bit of pressure when you got a, a bad UNLV team that we've had over the last three or four or five years. And, the women's team, I mean, when you look at what they've done, I mean, they've, they've kept their players intact. I mean, he could probably just take a page from Lindy and a page from Barry Odom and, uh, mm -hmm. to make his team better. So I don't think that's a bad question, but I mean, they're all in there working together, yeah. right? They're all working together. So what are they doing that Kruger might not be doing? That's how I would approach it is like, yeah. if I'm a coach and I'm, not winning and I see these two other programs and offices are right down the hall from me. What is, what are you guys doing that can help make our program on the basketball side a little yeah. bit better? I think he's actually got an advantage, right? Yeah. And now if UNLV's basketball, I mean, football team was bad. The women's basketball team was bad and he was like kind of in the middle. He wouldn't really have nobody to bounce ideas off of. I think it's a good idea to go and talk to Barry Odom and go and talk to Lindy and just say, Hey, what are you guys doing down there and doing practice that, you know, maybe I can kind of 
take some of the things off, you know, and, and get some ideas because he's probably at that point where he needs to talk to some teams that are winning and yeah. he got two good teams in this building right there. I agree. And, uh, I'm going to assume that they're going to lose this game tonight. Creighton's a really good basketball team. UNLV is just not. Um, like I said, Kevin's a really nice guy, but uh, I think he's got some issues when it comes to job security. Uh, I believe that Harper will probably make a change after this year. The attendance is really, really bad. Uh, they're not making money. They're losing money with the basketball program right now. Uh, the recruiting hasn't been up to the standards that I think it should be when it comes to UNLV. And when you look at the Mountain West Conference, the basketball conference I'm talking about, Colorado State's a top 25 team in the country. Is there any excuse that UNLV should be far away from where Colorado State is? No. San Diego State's a good basketball team. Boise State is better than UNLV. I would also say that Utah State is probably better than UNLV. New Mexico is definitely better than UNLV. And when I look at the Mountain West Conference right now, I'm sorry to say... UNLV is at the bottom of the barrel with the Fresno States and the Air Forces. I mean, that's, you know, if UNLV is in the playing game of the Mountain West Conference, which, by the way, I think there's a very good chance they could be. The Mountain West Conference is very good this year. Now, I don't expect a team to make it to the NCAA tournament game like San Diego State did last year, but Colorado State is a very talented basketball team. I've watched them play. I watched New Mexico play, and say what you want about Rick Pitino Jr. Um, he's done a good job with this team. They're very good. Jamal Mashburn Jr. is one of the best players in the country. Um, UNLV doesn't have a player like that. They may have a player like that, but they don't have one like that now. Rodriguez is probably their best all-round basketball player, and he is not a guy that's going to be playing in the NBA. All due respect. Um, the issues I have with Kevin are nothing personal. I mean, I really like him as a person, but um, he's just not getting it done. And I know it's early in the season, and I know that things can change, but on the positive side of it, having the uh, women's basketball team in the top 25 is super cool. Coach LaRock is, is also a very nice person and a wonderful basketball coach. He's turned the program around. I love Coach Oldman when he's done with this football program. With that being said, you know, it's been a few years since you were on the football field. Mark, for those of you that don't know, Mark is, is a former UNLV football player as well. Um, you don't want to lose three games in a row, right? You'd no. love to end the season with a W in a bowl game. When was the last time they won a bowl game? 2000. Oh, really? 2000, yeah. Okay, so um, not as long as I thought. No, no. 23 years. Yeah. <laughs> 24 years. Or 23 years. Uh, last time they was in the bowl, um, it was actually against Arkansas. Jason Thomas, John Robinson was, I think that was his, either the final We're year. We're still or talking 23 year. years ago. Yeah, I long, a long, I mean, a long, yeah. long time Brian ago. Brian was 20 years old. I wasn't old enough to drink. <laughs> um, yeah, but, no, it, okay. It was definitely a, 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 a long yeah. couple decades, but you know, it, the, you know, a couple of years, you know, prior they were five and six. And, you know, I think it was last year or the year before last, we were like, oh man, if they win one more game, they'll be in the year they beat Reno. And I, yeah. and they were five and six. I think they ended the season. And right. And we were thinking about a, a bowl game and they didn't get to that point. But this was this season with this team was, uh, you know, they, it was no question. You know, once they got to six yeah. wins. And listen, I'm not saying that if they lose to Kansas that, oh, my God, what a terrible year. No, no it was is, a great season. This has been a great year. All I'm saying is, you know, there's nothing embarrassing losing to San Jose State. I didn't like the performance. I don't think anybody did against Boise. Yeah. Boise's a very good football team. But the fact that they weren't competitive, that kind of sucked. But 
Um, you don't want to lose your last three games. If they can somehow find a way to beat, by the way, a pretty good football a pretty team. pretty good Kansas, Kansas team. Kansas offense, Kansas offense, very similar to Boise, the way they yep. play. Uh, good running game. They, they, they throw the ball through the air. If UNLV can somehow find a way to win this game, it'll be like kind of the cherry on the Sunday. Yeah. Know? Forget about those last two losses. If they lose, then you know Odom's going to have a bad taste in his mouth. Okay, we got to get back to work for next year. But um, it'll be interesting to see how a freshman quarterback who's done a phenomenal job out of Liberty High School for UNLV uh, performs. He had a really bad game against Boise State. Yeah. Was, and I know he took it very hard, which, by the way, I like to see because it means how much shows you how much he cares. I am a lot more excited about this football game than I am about the Raiders game tomorrow against the <laughs> messy Chargers. I'm not very excited about that game, Mark, no. but I am excited about this bowl game because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, the Raiders are just, with, with your college football experience. I mean, what can you say about arguably one of the worst NFL football games in the history of the NFL? Um, I, I don't know how much we, we, we need to talk about it. You know, <laughs> we, 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 we watched it firsthand. We, uh, yep. we seen how the performance of, um, and I can't blame, I mean, you know, I, I fully can't just blame one point the finger at one person because, no. You know, Aiden McConnell, I mean, he's a fourth round pick that McDaniels picked up and we were questioning that pick when he right. got drafted, yeah. right? Why do you pick him in the fourth round out of Purdue? Right. Uh, no stars. He wasn't even a kid that got recruited and then you throw him right into, but on the other side of that, you look at some of these, um, backup quarterbacks around the National Football League, but, or like the kid for the Giants, DeVito, he's a, he was a free agent. He right. didn't even get drafted. And he's on a bad giant team and he didn't want three in a row. Right. right. So, you know, I, I look at Aiden McConnell and I say his first five games starting, he's two and three. Um, that, that game was terrible. I, you know, I, confidence in football is a, a big part of it. And I don't think he has any confidence right so now I with agree. his ability. I agree with you. I know he's very young. Yeah. I'm not sure that. And again, I know he's very young. So this might be a little critical. I'm not sure O'Connell has what it takes one day to be a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL. No. With that being said, I am not saying that he isn't a legitimate backup quarterback. In my opinion, if Pierce wants to get the fan base to get a little excited about the game Thursday or the rest of the year, which, by the way, let's be honest, they don't have much to play for. They can say they're playing for pride and they're playing for this and that. They're not playing for a playoff spot anymore. Put Garoppolo in the game. The guy is making how much money? <laughs> I think at this point we've seen enough of O'Connell to say, okay, he'll probably get better. He's very young. He's not the guy. Yeah. He just doesn't have it. Um, Garoppolo, you're paying him a lot of money. Um play him the rest of the year. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. I don't know if Pierce is going to do that, but I got to say this, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree with me here. I think Pierce lost any opportunity to be the head coach next year after what took place over the weekend. That's yeah. my personal opinion. No, and you know, part of that is probably correct, but he did change. We go back to, you know, four weeks ago, five weeks ago when he won those first two games against the Giants and the Jets. And, um, you know, we've seen a different Raider team. And I think this team has uh taking on a little bit of his personality. Mm -hmm. Um I know Antonio Pierce personally. I've I played against him and I've, oh, I didn't know I've been a part of uh, you he know I've talked player. to him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh high school all the way to college and then yeah. NFL. But um I think what he has done just away from the wins and losses, he's brought this team it, it, it's it, the when you 
playing with a coach that's a player coach that makes a big difference because these guys he understands what a lot of these players go through on I don't a daily basis. and i and i yeah. think if you take the wins and losses out he's two and three not bad you know for took over for a team that was in i mean in worse shape than any program mm-hmm. um, as far as football as far as records go but i think what he's done and he will also be able to attract one very important key is top draft pick him and Jaden Daniels are Mm -hmm. like very close right and he might be in that top 25 top 30 picks as far as a young quarterback and I think he'll also attract other players that like him and when you're playing for I've played for a couple of coaches that have actually played the game and been in a locker room not as a coach but as a player and then a coach it makes a big difference because they understand us better and I, I i don't disagree with, with with anything you just said but with that being said uh, a complete embarrassment oh it was uh, i mean over, minnesota I mean, embarrassed too they should yes. be embarrassed uh, <laughs> you know the game was an embarrassment and it reminded me a little bit of a road game that i went to last year uh when they played the saints and they got blown out uh the saints actually scored in that game i think they lost like like 32 to nothing or something like that yeah um that can't happen and in my again, in my personal opinion, I, I agree with everything you said about Pierce, but that doesn't mean, in my opinion, that doesn't mean he's he's the right yeah. guy. For well, the we'll he'll have a he'll um, have a it'll be a decision made here. Yeah, in the next hour or two, I don't think there's any chance that Pierce is our head coach next year. I really don't, and I would not have said that a week ago. Uh, that game was a total disgusting embarrassment. Nice guy, you want to keep him on the staff in in some. Form fine. The offensive coordinator should have been fired the next day. Yeah, another um, another interim. Yes, the defense was good. I'm not going to say the defense was great. Minnesota is awful. Their offense is terrible. Um, and the fact that Pierce didn't put Garoppolo in the game in the second half really hurts his chances of being a head coach anywhere down the road. I thought it yeah. was a really, really mind-boggling non-decision, I guess you could say. Um, so you want to keep him on the staff in some way, fine. I don't think there's any chance that Mark Davis keeps him. Yeah. I don't think there's any chance. It's going to be interesting to, to when you say that. It's going to be interesting to see because now let's let's kind of play devil's advocate. If he wins the next three out of five, yeah. right? Now yeah. he's won more games than he's lost. Are we singing a different tune if he does? Because you know, you're usually winning. Would I sing a different ch- tune? No. Would so others, if he wins maybe? three out of the next four or three no. out of the next five, uh-uh. um, I think this was his first game really looking like an inexperienced head coach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if we go back four weeks ago, right. two weeks ago or three weeks ago when he won two games and then lost yeah. two games to two, he lost to the Dolphins and he was right in the game. Bad decision by McConnell. Well, I'll tell McConnell. you though, I agree. But I think they beat the Chargers. Uh, I think uh, the Chargers are a mess with their. Oh, backup. they're they in a bigger mess um, than we are. I'd like to think that when you got guys like Devontae Adams and you got players like Josh Jacobs, uh, they're going to find a way to put it together and win a football game. I think game. they beat. I mean, um, but, I think they win tomorrow. But I'm. I, ain't bet, <laughs> I, ain't bet, I'm I mean, thirty-four and a half on minus three. I mean, I'm I, not betting on the game. I'll yeah, tell you that right no. now. I have no idea. But we'll have to. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. Well, Mark, I appreciate you filling in for my. Yeah, man. Anytime in sports. Normal I can't day. talk no politics with you, but uh, <laughs> but if we want to talk any sport, well, all the way down to I would imagine if women's we, softball. I would imagine I if we. I can't talk women. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about women's. Softball. I can talk any sport you want to talk about, unless there's a man. Uh, 
No. Born, somebody born a man that wants to play women's softball. <laughs> you got to get out there and check out women's, uh, the UNLV softball team. I, really I, good. You'll have to take me to really a game. Good, I, really, I really good. Really good. I would be, I would be happy to go to a we game. We can go. We can go to a game. As long as Leah Thomas isn't out there, <laughs> no. uh, I'll be okay. No, with all it. their <laughs> women are legitimately <laughs> good, women. Good. Right, Birth good. certificate good. says woman. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad to hear that because I definitely have some opinions on no. that. No. Well, Mark, thank you for Yeah, me. yeah. No, anytime. The man is here. A nice a nice breath of fresh air to talk a little sports with you, Mark. And uh we will take a quick break, and uh, I appreciate that. And uh, we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. A pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn, that true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. The National Atomic Testing Museum is a national science, history, and educational institution that tells the story of America's nuclear weapons testing program at the Nevada Test Site. Located at 755 East Flamingo Road, just east of Paradise, the museum offers immersive, interactive experts for guests of all ages. The museum is Smithsonian certified and open seven days a week. For more information, visit nationalatomictestingmuseum.org. That's nationalatomictestingmuseum.org. When you bring your vehicle to Star Auto Care for Maintenance, you'll have a team of professionals at your service. Every one of our technicians has been factory trained and master status certified to ensure that you receive the highest quality and most effective service. Star Auto Care is located at 3540 East Tropicana Avenue, just east of Pecos. Star Auto Care is confident in their prices and will match any mechanic located within 20 miles. Bring your vehicle in today and let Star Auto Care give you the peace of mind you deserve when you service your car. Visit them online at starautocare.us. Whether you're a corporate executive, on a family vacation, or just passing through, St. George Inn & Suites will meet your specific needs. It's conveniently located near restaurants, shopping, and movie theaters. St. George Inn & Suites offers a variety of room types, two fabulous pools and jacuzzis, a fitness center, a free full hot buffet breakfast, and laundry facilities. To make your booking, call 435-673-6661 or book online at stgeorgeinnhotel.com. You need to stop in Southern Utah? Make that stop at St. George Inn & Suites. The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily reflect those of station staff, management, and advertisers. It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now pushing the limits, here's Brian Shapiro. What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing out there? It is Pushing the Limits, part of the Occupy Democrats Network. So glad you can join us on a very, very busy Wednesday. We have a lot to get to and a lot to talk about, including Republicans trying to impeach Joe Biden. Yes, we're going to get to that. Hunter Biden actually spoke uh, in front of the House chambers, held a press conference. Very interesting. We're going to play you some of that as well. 
Rudy Giuliani, in a defamation case, he's going to be having to cough up millions and millions of dollars. And now he's doubling down on his lies. We'll get to that a little bit later on this hour as well. And we also have a poll that we're putting out on the Occupy Democrats Network Facebook page, which is, do you believe that Republicans have enough votes to actually impeach Joe Biden, to actually go through with this? You'll see that poll out there on the Facebook Occupy Democrats page. Uh, If I have to vote on it, if I had to, which I will, I would say probably yes, because these Republicans are a bunch of liars and they know that they have no dirt on Joe Biden. Joe Biden, no wrongdoing, no evidence of any wrongdoing, but yet they will still vote to impeach Joe Biden as some sort of retribution to Donald Trump. Let me explain to all of you how this works. You see, a lot of Republicans out there are using this as retribution. A lot of Republicans out there saying, look what you did. Look what you did. Look what you did to Donald Trump. Look what you did to the orange turd. Well, Republicans aren't talking like that. I am. Look what you did to Donald Trump. There was no collusion. It was a farce. Let me remind all of you that the first impeachment of Donald Trump on December 18th, 2019 They adopted two articles of impeachment against Trump, abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. If you look at the Robert Mueller report, there's evidence in that report of obstruction. Now, Mueller thought and he made the conclusion that there wasn't enough in there to go after Donald Trump. Fine. But if you read the Mueller report, it's not a nothing burger. There was certainly enough in there to say that there was obstruction of justice. There's no question about that. And when you look at the second impeachment, which I thought was the more serious one. He was impeached for incitement of an insurrection. And for those Republican mega morons out there that think that I'm lying or I have no idea what I'm talking about, I ask you all this very simple question. If, in fact, you don't believe Donald Trump incited January 6th and you didn't think he should have been impeached for a second time, if Donald Trump doesn't say that the election was stolen months before January 6th and that Joe Biden was an illegitimate president and that the Democrats cheated, does January 6th happen? Yes or no? Obviously, if you have an IQ over 20, the answer is no. Hence, incitement. Now, Donald Trump is facing 91 felony counts. Why? Because there's actually evidence to prove that Donald Trump is a felon. He will have his days in court to be able to defend himself. But Donald Trump has plenty of legal problems and plenty of legal troubles. So right now, as we speak and throughout the morning, Republicans have been trying to make the case of why Joe Biden should be impeached, why this impeachment inquiry has any validity to it at all, which clearly it doesn't. And then Democrats, many of them on Capitol Hill today, are saying, well, wait a second. Hunter Biden's willing to testify. Why aren't you willing to allow him to do so? Can you imagine that if, like, say, Donald Trump was willing to testify or Jared Kushner was willing to testify? Can you imagine? Hunter Biden is not willing to testify. Or I'm sorry, Hunter Biden is willing to testify. Republicans don't want him to testify. What do what are they worried about? What are they scared of? The truth, maybe? So Hunter Biden had an opportunity to speak in Washington, D.C. today. He did a press conference. Boy, he hadn't done any of them, but he decided to do one today, and he showed up in Washington, D.C., ready to answer questions. Republicans don't want him to answer questions, again, because they don't want to hear the truth. This is how Hunter Biden started off this press conference. Good morning. 
I'm here today to answer at a public hearing any legitimate questions Chairman Comer and the House Oversight Committee may have for me. I'm here today to make sure that the House Committee's illegitimate investigations of my family do not proceed on distortions, manipulated evidence, and lies. And I'm here today to acknowledge that I've made mistakes in my life. He acknowledges that he made mistakes in his life. Would you ever hear anybody in Donald Trump's family make that claim or Donald Trump himself? I have no problem with that statement. He's facing the music. He's talking to the media and he's admitting that he's had issues in his life when it comes to substance abuse issues, which is nothing to joke around about. Yes, he's hired prostitutes. Yes, he's done some things that are illegal. But there's a difference between Hunter Biden doing things that are illegal And Joe Biden doing things that are illegal. Again, I remind all of you that there's no evidence of any wrongdoing, whether uh, illegalities or not, when it comes to Joe Biden. Hunter Biden now uh, continues. For six years, MAGA Republicans, including members of the House committees who are in a closed door session, session right now, have impugned my character, invaded my privacy, attacked my wife, my children, my family and my friends. They've ridiculed my struggle with addiction. They've belittled my recovery. And they have tried to dehumanize me, all to embarrass and damage my father, who has devoted his entire public life to service. So I agree with that statement 150%. You think Republicans are doing this because they care about An illegal gun that Hunter Biden had for a little under two weeks that was not loaded, that he didn't commit a crime with. Do you think all of a sudden now Republicans care about guns and gun control? Do you think Republicans care about prostitutes? Well, maybe Matt Gates does with his Venmo account. But in general terms, do you think that Republicans care that Hunter Biden hired prostitutes? Do you think Republicans care about substance abuse and drug abuse and all that stuff? I mean, they'll blame Joe Biden for every drug overdose in this country when we know for a fact that over 300,000 Americans died of drug overdoses during the Donald Trump administration. But did Republicans care about it back then? No. You didn't hear Republicans talking about those with drug issues back when Donald Trump was president of the United States. Why do they do it now? Because Joe Biden is the president. That's why. And then Hunter Biden said something I thought that was very poignant and very interesting in this press conference. For six years, I've been the target of the unrelenting Trump attack machine shouting, where's Hunter? So Hunter is there. Hunter is in Washington, D.C. Hunter is ready to testify. Hunter is there. Republicans don't want to hear from him. Can you imagine if it was the other way around? Can you imagine if during the impeachments, Donald Trump said, hey, I want to testify. Hey, I want to testify under oath. Can you imagine what would have happened then? That would never happen because Donald Trump, you know, continues to plead the fifth in so many of these legal legal situations that he's put himself into. Hunter Biden is willing to testify. Hunter Biden is willing to 
tell the truth. Do Republicans really want to hear the truth? Ladies and gentlemen, here's the truth. Hunter Biden has done some bad things in his life. Hunter Biden's had a drug problem. Not the greatest guy in the world. He's dealt with a lot of demons in his life. Hunter Biden's also a private citizen. If Republicans really cared about taking advantage of who a family member is, then they would have already investigated Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump. Jared Kushner received $2 billion from the Saudis. Ivanka Trump has made over $600 million from her copyrights from the Chinese government. If Republicans actually cared about this stuff, which they don't, they're just playing political games, then they would probably care a little bit more about Jared Kushner receiving $2 billion than they would about Hunter Biden receiving $50,000 a month from Barisma. Let me be very clear. James Comer and his right-wing buffoon cronies have been investigating the Bidens now for a while, as they like to call them the Biden crime family. Yet there is no evidence that Joe Biden had done anything wrong. Forget about even any criminality. What has Joe Biden done wrong? Oh, we have evidence that a $200,000 loan to his brother. Who cares? Comer did the exact same thing with his brother. Who cares? That's not a crime. Oh, well, we have a $40,000 payment that Joe Biden received. Oh, really? From where? Where's the illegality of that? They still have no evidence that Joe Biden was speaking to Hunter Biden's business associates. They literally have zero evidence that Joe Biden committed any crimes. Zero. And mark my words, if they did, we would have found out about it right now. We would have heard about it by now. James Comer is a clown. He is an embarrassment to this country. Gymnasium Jordan and all these other idiots on the far right that claim the Biden crime family. And isn't it interesting when somebody on the left has a drug problem or when somebody on the left has a stroke like Fetterman, people like Matt Gates will call him a vegetable and Ted Cruz will mock him. It is a fundamental difference between Republicans and Democrats today. When Mitch McConnell froze, and I think we all could agree it was some sort of medical episode, it's happened now multiple times. Did you hear people on the left calling Mitch McConnell a vegetable? Did you hear people on the left mocking Mitch McConnell, saying he needed to be put in a convalescent home? No. Those that were in office then and those that are in office now, thoughts and prayers, we wish him a speedy recovery. In fact, it was the president of the United States, Joe Biden, who called up Mitch McConnell not to talk about policy or any disagreements they may have, just to see how he was doing. And Mitch McConnell confirmed that, and he spoke about that, and he talked about how much he appreciated Joe Biden reaching out to him. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the fundamental difference between Republicans and Democrats today. In my personal opinion, the overwhelming majority of Democrats that are in office today have something called empathy, and Republicans out there do not. Many of them, not all of them, but many of them. I will give you another example, Paul Pelosi. Do we remember when Paul Pelosi was beaten almost to death with a hammer? He had to have surgery. He could have easily lost his life. What were so many Republicans on Capitol Hill saying? Heck, Ted Cruz was spewing a conspiracy theory that somehow 
Paul Pelosi allowed this guy in their home and it was some sort of gay relationship. Why is it with Republicans they are obsessed with sex and people who are gay? I don't really understand that. Why is Marjorie Taylor Greene and some of these Republicans obsessed with Hunter Biden's penis basically showing porn on the House floor? Why is that? Now, when we learned about that Paul Pelosi attack and we learned that it was a crazy person that didn't have any personal ties to the Pelosi's that broke his way into that home. When we learned that the crimes that the terrible crimes that that lunatic committed. Did any of these Republicans on the far right retract what they said? Did Ted Cruz say, boy, I'm sorry, that wasn't a gay relationship. Boy, I'm sorry, that wasn't somebody that knew the Pelosi's. I I was really wrong. No, of course not. Did Matt Gates apologize? Did any of the people on the far right who are spreading these conspiracy theories about Paul Pelosi and his attacker, did they ever retract what they said? Did they apologize? No. Because Republicans don't apologize. They don't admit when they're wrong. Hunter Biden today admitted to mistakes that he has made in his life. He faced the music. Have you ever heard Donald Trump apologize for anything? Heck, even in the video when he said grab him by the P word and that became public, he gave a half-hearted apology and then the next day said, well, wait a second, I don't think that was me on that videotape, on that audio. Folks, you cannot make this stuff up. It's happening on Capitol Hill today. Republicans are trying to make stuff up as we speak about Joe Biden, and as they call it, the Biden crime family. And again, we put up a poll on the Occupy Democrats Facebook page, and I want you guys to be interactive, and I'm going to be voting on it as well. Do you think, the poll is, do you think Republicans have enough evidence to actually, and get the votes to impeach Joe Biden? Yes, no, maybe. I would say They don't have the evidence, but do they have the votes? Probably yes, because Republicans don't care about evidence. You've seen them on the debate stage raise their hand. If Donald Trump is a convicted felon, will you still support Donald Trump? Many of them raise their hand, yes, except maybe Chris Christie. I thought this was the law and order party. If you speak to many staunch Republicans today, they pride themselves in that, right? We are the law and order party. but. We'll still support a man that will be a convicted felon. Yes, I believe Donald Trump eventually will be a convicted felon. He'll have his day in court. He's innocent until proven guilty. I get all that stuff. Donald Trump is going to be a convicted felon, and the overwhelming majority of those in the Republican Party would still vote for him because they don't care. Yet they want to focus on Hunter Biden's laptop and his genitalia. But they don't want to focus on the 91 felony counts, and they'll blame George Soros for the 91 felony counts that Donald Trump is facing. It is absurd. It is ridiculous. It is an embarrassment what is happening on Capitol Hill today. And the Republicans are a complete and total embarrassment. It is the MAGA clown show and the MAGA party of the Lauren Boberts of the world and the Matt Gateses of the world. These are the faces of the Republican Party. Gymnasium Jordan is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. The guy hasn't passed a bill in his life. Gymnasium Jordan isn't a lawmaker. He is a noisemaker and he is dangerous for the country. I want to vote for actual real lawmakers, even if I disagree with them on certain you know, policies. I want to vote for people that are actually going to implement policy, not people that are going to make noise, not people like Lauren Boebert that are committing sex acts in public in theaters watching Beetlejuice. 
Those are not the people that I want to vote for. But ladies and gentlemen, those are the faces of the Republican Party. And some person I really don't want to hear from is Kevin McCarthy. Um, I want somebody to find out if this guy even has a spine. I think somebody removed his spine many, many years ago when he kissed the ring of Donald Trump. This was the GOP speaker then. And don't even get me started with the GOP speaker now. Kevin McCarthy, hours after January 6th, hours said that Donald Trump, quote, bared some responsibility for what took place on January 6th. That's what Kevin McCarthy said. And then just a couple days later, he came crawling to Mar-a-Lago. He claimed he went over there because Donald Trump hadn't eaten. I don't think anybody believes that. The reason why Kevin McCarthy went to Mar-a-Lago is because he wanted to kiss the ring of Donald Trump because he wanted to be the next House Speaker. It ended up backfiring in his face. And now we have a GOP Speaker who is part of a fake electorate scheme. Now we have a House Speaker who can't separate church from state. Now we have a House Speaker who has no problem taking a knee and praying in the House chambers, but supports a man who called NFL players sons of bitches for taking a knee during the national anthem. These are the faces of the Republican Party today. They are MAGA extremists. And in no way, shape, or form am I saying every single Republican is like that. There are Republicans in office that I have respect for. I have respect for Mitt Romney because he chose doing the right thing over his own power in office. Same thing with Liz Cheney. Her political career ended, but she decided to do the right thing. Same thing with Adam Kinzinger. There, they are few and far between, but there are some Republicans out there that are doing the right thing. There are some Republicans out there who are now on the right side of history. For Chris Christie, I would say it's a little bit too late. That's what I would say. Number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation. Because I want you guys to be interactive here. I told you we have a poll, 702-221-7283. If you want to be a part of the conversation, that number to call, if you want to be a part of the conversation, 702-221-7283 is the number to call. Who do we have on the line? Rupert is on the line. Rupert is up first here on Pushing the Limits. Hello, Rupert. Man, I'm enjoying your life meltdown. It's funny as hell, boy. You're funny. Okay, so first of all, I'm not boy. I'm a 43-year-old man. Is there anything of substance you'd like to talk about? Sir? Well, I'm an old man. You're a boy to me. Okay, well, maybe you're... So are you attracted to people like me, sir? What are you trying to say? Would you like to talk I'm about... I'm trying to say that you're emotional like a little boy. You're okay. lying about okay. everything. So instead you're of ad, okay, so let's fit. have a conversation. Instead of ad hominem attacks, sir, we could go that route. I'd rather not do tell that. Tell me on the doll. Okay, so Donald tell Trump me where you... Tell me where... Okay, sir, would you like to have a real conversation? I'm happy to do it with you. What have I said on this show, in this segment, that you disagree with? Go ahead. Or you don't even know if you knew anything about the law, you'd know okay. how ridiculous. So let's okay. So let's be specific. You're claiming I don't know anything yeah, about I, the well, law. Can okay, I finish so, your sentence? Okay, or are you just going to talk? If over you're me, just son? gonna, if you're just gonna say Listen, things that boy, don't make let sense, a, let a man talk for a second. Okay, then to... make some sense. Otherwise, I'm going to go to the next caller. All right. If you knew anything about the law, you would know that 91 indictments is a joke. Unless okay. they're throwing so a I'll net make a, out. They so don't I'll make, just throw out okay, 91 got, got indictments you. and okay. most of them getting thrown out. You're got goofy, you. son. Okay, so, so, air, okay so are you going to be quiet now? I'm going to respond to Get what you just said. Air, Would boy. you like to make a wager? Look how emotional okay, you pot are. Him down, like pot him down. Pot him down. Sir, you obviously don't sound like somebody that I would really want to have a, a longer conversation with more than 20 seconds. I would imagine you're a typical MAGA supporter. But I'll make a wager with you right now. I will make a bet with you right now, live on the air, 
that Donald Trump eventually is going to be a convicted felon. I never said he's going to be convicted of all 91 felony counts. Now, you're the type of guy that thinks all these felony counts are baseless. I disagree with you on that. But, you know, let's have a bet. You think. Hold on. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. You don't interrupt me. This is my show, not yours, MAGA. Let's let's have a bet. Yes or no. I'm betting that when all the smoke is gone, stop talking and listen for a moment and take the MAGA wax out of your ears, that Donald Trump is going to be a convicted felon at least on one of those counts. Yes or no, are you willing to make that bet? Going to be a felon. Yes boy. or no, are you willing to make that bet? Out of 91, he better. Sir, I've got to make it. Okay, sir, I'm going to try to speak your language now. My friend, boy, I'm going to try to make a bet with you of the 91 felony counts that Donald Trump is indicted on and facing. I'm going to make a bet with you that eventually Donald Trump is going to be a felon, boy. Hey, boy, would you like to make a bet on that, boy? Yes or no, boy? Answer the question, boy. You don't understand anything about 91. Hey, sir, where do you live, sir? Where did you go to college? What's your education, boy? What's your education? Where'd you go to school? Sir, what's, what's your education, sir? Where'd you go to school? Where'd you go to school? No, no, no. So I asked you the question first. Where'd you go to school? You your, to, hey, boy, where'd you go to school? Hey, boy, get off, get off my show, boy. See, he kind of he kind of silenced himself after I started to speak his language. Notice how he wouldn't make that bet with me, by the way. If you think all 91 uh, felony counts are fraudulent, then why don't you make that bet with me that he won't be charged with a felony? I'll make a bet with anybody listening right now or watching right now. Donald Trump is going to be a convicted felon. The problem is I have a feeling that that last guy who just called up probably wouldn't pay up on the bet. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. Again, that number to call, 702-221-7283. Let's go to Al. Al is next on Pushing Limits. Hi, Al. What's going on? Uh, hey, listen, I was I I was watching the news this morning. Uh, I got a new bed that I'm very, very happy with, so I decided to stay stay in this morning. And um, uh, the Republicans, my boy, this is my, you know, let me just tell you something about me. Okay. I believe in the ideals of my party, not necessarily the people that are in my party. So, you know, I became a Republican after Watergate because I said, if one guy makes a mistake, doesn't mean I'm going to move up, um, uh, throw my values out the door, you know? So anyhow, my party, (laughs) because I'm laughing, but I'm laughing for comedic reasons, not because what this other idiot just called and said embarrassed our whole party. Anyways, they were saying that Hunter Biden went up there. They had him. They had him pinned down. He thumbed our nose at our party that he is not. He's not going to obey the subpoena. That we have every law. Supposedly, we have the right to um, uh, uh, do something about it, and that our party has no spine and let the guy walk away. So. I mean, I yeah. guess maybe there's not enough evidence. Well, and that's sad. Al, let me respond that to that. That is sad that these idiots took over my party. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, Al, I don't I'm disagree sorry, with you, but uh, here's what I will say. I don't think it's maybe they don't have any evidence. They don't have any yeah. evidence. To this moment, we haven't seen any evidence that Joe Biden committed any crimes or did anything wrong. Hunter yeah. Biden has mm-hmm. owned that the guy's made mistakes in his life, right? And he has been indicted yeah. again. But that has nothing to do with Joe Biden. There, we're, we're not talking about... Right. An impeachment of Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden, a private citizen, 
uh, you know, never been a politician before. It doesn't matter whether the son's, he's the son of the president or not. The bottom line is these same Republicans have, they won't even mention Jared Kushner. They won't even mention Donald Trump's daughter, Ivanka yeah. Trump. They won't even talk about that. But they want, the only gun they care about yeah. in this country is Hunter Biden's unloaded gun that he had for, I think, 12 days and didn't commit a crime with. They don't care about any other yeah. gun in this country. Um, this is an embarrassment to the nation. What Republicans have done. Uh, on the House floor today is a total embarrassment. They want to impeach Joe well, Biden with no up. evidence. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to tell you, just because, you know, I maybe I should have done my homework before I made this call, but I had to call in because I just what I heard this morning. Yes. But I'm going to go do my research because I'm more interested in state and local issues. You know, if I ever go on your show, you know, because I might run for office, um, uh, I, I you know, you. I will. I got, I got about. you, my man. I, I hope that last caller who called in doesn't vote for you. I don't think you want him to vote for you. Okay, no, boy. For me, but, boy, but, you don't know but, anything yeah. about law, boy. Oh my God, how, Al. How do I talk to people like that? I don't, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you were doing a really good job. Well, even before the guy called, I was laughing. I go, man, Brian's being a great comedian today. I, I got to call. Well, in I appreciate that, Al. It, you know, I'm laughing at my own party. I go, you guys yes. went through all this. You have the, the the chicken or, or the fox or the chicken coop, and you let them out. Can, it's amazing that there are still there are actually people <laughs> out there that actually think Donald Trump didn't still didn't do anything wrong. Al, I appreciate your call and yeah. your honesty as always, my yeah. friend. Thank you for the phone call. All have right, a good thanks one. a lot, man. All right, you got All it. Right, okay, we'll so the, thank you. So the number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation, you could be watching on social media, live on TikTok, live on the Occupy Democrats Facebook page. That number to call is 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you want to be a part of the conversation, it is 702-221-7283. Let's go to Carl. Carl is next up. What's going on, Carl? Yeah, hey, Brian. Uh, you know, your first caller, uh, why Trump loves him and he loves Trump. Don't you remember Trump saying, I love the uneducated? Yes, I do. Uh, yes, I do. That was one of his statements. But I got I to gotta say something. This man is not uneducated. I heard he graduated to second grade with honors. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I believe that. I believe that. Yes. <laughs> but I, I did hear that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, with Hunter Biden, get to the taxes is a big problem with the Republicans. He paid back. He paid any taxes he owed plus any penalties. What did it take? Do you remember what it took to get Trump's tax returns? He never, ever, ever would send them out or put them out. And isn't it they interesting go, uh, that, you know, you look at a lot of these former past presidents, they pretty much all release their tax returns. But yet when it comes to Donald Trump, yeah. why didn't want to release his tax returns? Maybe, just maybe, because he's not as rich as people think he is. Speaking of that, it appears as though Rudy Giuliani is going to file for bankruptcy. Why is it all these people around Donald Trump that support Donald Trump file for bankruptcy? Why is it that they end up being convicted <laughs> felons? Why is it that they're banned from social media platforms? Why is that? Is that just a coincidence? Not really. It's because anybody who Trump wants to hang out with has to be as uh, dishonest as he is so he can get along. I think they you're onto to something, Carl. The, I think you're onto something. They have to have this. Yeah, they have to have the same thought processes, both uh, mentally and psychologically, be the same type of yeah. people. You know, somebody on be, uh, somebody on social media reminds us Steele, and he's absolutely correct. He said the My Pillow guys lost like three hundred million dollars. You know, the My Pillow guy thought he was doing this because it would help his product and ended up backfiring on him, just like all these other people that have associated themselves and done yeah. business with Donald Trump. It's ended up backfiring on them too. Carl, I got to get to yeah. some other callers, my friend. Okay. 
But I do, uh, I do appreciate your call as always, my friend. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. All right. So, uh, uh, 702-221-7283. Again, that number, 702-221-7283 is the number to call. I believe we have, is it Gail we have on the line next? I believe we have Gail. Gail, thank you so much for calling in. How are you? Gail, are you there? Yes. Hi, Gail. Yes, I am. The real criminal is in the White House with his de facto promotion and dispersal of an illegal alien invasion throughout our country, not caring about the well-being and safety of American citizens Mm -hmm. by allowing drug dealers, MS-13 gangs, Mm -hmm. criminals from other countries, prisons, Mm -hmm. people who can't self-support themselves, people with communicable diseases, and people who are not... What would be the crime? Okay, the, so crime the crime is yeah. against the well-being that's, and safety that's of American a, citizens that's not a crime. by allowing criminals, okay. possible terrorists, so Gail, to come let's into this country okay, I understand. against you don't like our his immigration so laws. Gail, Gail. He is supposed to protect okay. the citizens okay, so Gail, of America. Okay, so let's Okay, I, I understand you don't like Joe Biden and you don't like his policies and you're probably... That has, not, that okay, has so nothing Gail, to do Gail. with him. It's okay, his so policy. Let me ask you a question then. When you say he's a criminal, you actually have to come up with an actual crime that he committed. You can't just throw stuff at a wall and say he's a criminal. So now I'm going to ask you again for the second time, what specific crime did the president... You see, Donald Trump is facing 91 felony counts. Those are actually crimes. I could go through the list with you, alleged crimes. What actual crime did Joe Biden commit? I'll ask you again. Go ahead, Gail. Yes, well, I'll tell you at least one. Uh, there's a sense of, of uh, a sense of something is not a crime. A, just because you have a sense of something, that's not a crime. There's no crime on the books that says yes. A sense. Uh, President Biden ordered Texas to cut holes open in the fence so that illegal okay. aliens that is not could come true. through. Do- and he made is, a court that, okay, potter order down, potter down, to potter have potter down, the you, Gail, you're just going to keep talking, and I'm not going to let you spew lies and nonsense on my show. What you just said is a lie. Joe Biden did not implement a policy to put holes in fences so that undocumented people could cross the border from Texas. That is a InfoWars Alex Jones lie, and I'm not going to let you spew lies on this show. So now I'm going to ask you for a third time, because if you ask me what crimes did Donald Trump allegedly commit, I would tell you what those crimes are. And by the way, they're written down in the 91 felony counts that he's facing. Now, I understand you probably don't like Joe Biden and you're not a Democrat and you're probably a MAGA supporter. And that's okay. I'm happy to have the conversations with you. But now I'm going to ask you for a third time after the first thing you said was a sense of a sense of is not a crime. Policies that you disagree with is not a crime. And you just lied on my show because Joe Biden. Allowing illegal aliens into this. Okay, so potter down again. Did Donald Trump allow any illegal aliens into this country in the four years that he was president? It's a yes or no question. Did any illegal aliens come into this country when Donald Trump was president? Yes or no? Yes, but he Okay, tried- yes, potter down again. No, I don't want to hear your explanation. So according by your standards, Donald Trump committed crimes then. So I guess Donald Trump should be prosecuted also. You see, the way the law works is if you... Do more of something than somebody else. That doesn't mean somebody else, you know, gets off. You're making the claim on this show, I would assume as a MAGA supporter, that Joe Biden is a criminal. What Gail is doing right now is exactly what Republicans are doing on Capitol Hill. 
a nothing burger. They don't like his policies. They don't like Democrats. So let's just call him a criminal and hope it sticks. Gail, I'm going to give you one more opportunity because you sound like a nice lady. Okay. Fourth time, I'm going to ask you, what specific crime did Joe Biden commit? And where's your evidence? He is promoting illegal immigration. That's not a crime. That's not a crime. That's not a crime. I've now asked you four times in your opinion. He's somehow promoting illegal immigration. There's no crime there, Gail. You know what? I'm feeling very generous today, Gail, because, again, you sound like a very nice lady. I think you're very ill-informed, and I think you watched way too much Newsmax and Alex Jones stuff, but that's okay. I'm now going to give you another opportunity. This is now a fifth opportunity I'm giving you. What actual crime, and I want you to listen to me. I'm going to speak very slowly. What actual crime can you name that Joe Biden committed promoting illegal immigration by your estimation or opinion or policies that you don't like is not a crime? I'm now asking you for a fifth fifth time. What crimes or crime has Joe Biden committed? Go ahead, Gail. Well, I'll name at least two. Please. You haven't named one yet. Okay, he cut the pipeline contract That's not a crime. That's a policy disagreement. Pot her down again. Gail, do you not understand the difference between a policy disagreement and a crime? The president of the United States had the power, and still does, to for a policy disagreement. We are talking about a policy with the pipeline. How do you not understand the difference between a policy disagreement and a crime? I'm mesmerized, but go ahead, Gail. Give me the second one. Go ahead. You're wrong on the first one. He cut the pipeline contract illegally. No, he did not do it illegally. He had the right to cut the pipeline deal. That is a policy disagreement. How is it that you don't understand the difference between a policy disagreement and a crime? No, it's not okay. You have no idea what you're talking about. Go ahead. Give me the next one. He cut the contract illegally. He did what? That's okay. It. We've already established goodbye. there's no evidence to prove that he broke any laws there. No, That's a policy. Okay, yeah, no exactly. Right goodbye. Free- we're all, we're all, we're all, we've all lost some brain cells because of that phone call. Thank you so much for the call, Gail. Uh, who do we have next? 702-221-7283 is the number to call. <laughs> 702-221-7283. Wow. I feel sorry for Gail. All right, let's go to Kate. Kate is next on Pushing the Limits. What's going on, Kate? Hi, Brian. I'm just saying I can't believe the last three people that have called in. (laughs) I mean, I'm utterly astonished. (laughs) Astonished. I get it every day, Kate. I get it every day. Part of me enjoys it. This is the first time I have ever happened upon your podcast. But all I can say is I grew up um, from Brooklyn, New York. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I remember hearing my parents, who were both independent, voters, I'm an independent voter, talking about the Trump gangster mob in New York. The grandfather, the father, Donald Trump, mobsters throwing, I mean, the list goes on and on, on how many horrible, illegal, immoral things they did. Sure. He's just the, the, the next in line. It's a disgrace. To New Yorkers, it's a disgrace for me, mm-hmm. for our country. I now live in Southern California, and I've raised my kids here. And I am all for immigration. Yes, of course, people need to be vetted. But our country would not survive without immigrants. My grandparents Agreed. were immigrants. 
all of the Mexican people and people coming into the country looking for a better life? Who are these freaking white people that think they're entitled to live here? Well, I'm going to tell they you who immigrants. they are. I'm going to they tell are you. immigrants, for Kate, God's sake. Hey, they're not Native Americans. Yeah, Kate, you know who they are? Many of them, middle-aged white Republican evangelicals. That's who they are. Yes. And I think many of these people don't want to see this country look any different than them. They don't want a diverse country. And, you well, know, that's the only thing that has saved this country. Think of all the black people that were enslaved sure. and brought over here and to build this country and all the Latin Americans and Chinese people. We are a diverse country. And those people should go back to wherever their European ancestors are from. Yeah. With that being said, though, Kate, I agree with just about everything you said. Don't get me wrong, right? But I think we could both probably agree we do have a crisis at the border. I'm not saying that I want to deport everybody here because I'm not that kind of person. At the same time, I do think Republicans and Democrats need to work together. You know what's interesting, though, Kate? Like the last couple callers, right? They want to blame Joe Biden for everything. Like we've never had a border crisis before Joe Biden took office. We had over 300,000 people in this country that died of drug overdoses during the Trump administration. But if you listen to many of these MAGA Republicans, they'll lead you to believe it's all Joe Biden's fault. You know, we've had uh, issues at the border for decades and decades. I remember the George W. Bush years, for example. But Republicans will lead you to believe that the borders are wide open. They're not. We just had a lady call in who said, literally, Joe Biden put in place policies to put holes in the border walls so that illegals could cross the border. Not only is that a lie, but it's dangerous rhetoric. I don't know where she got that from. It could have been Charlie. It's a whole, it's, you know what? It's this whole Fox News conspiracy theorist bullshit. That's what it is. Well, it, it, it's sad, and people are brainwashed, Kate, and I'm not saying Joe Biden is perfect, but I, you know, I'll, exactly. even go, I'll even go back to the first caller we had today, where he said, I didn't know anything about the law, and Donald Trump is innocent, and on the air, I put him on the spot, because that's what I do with some of these magas, and I said, I'll make you a wager right now that Donald Trump will be a convicted yes. felon, and you know, I, I mean, I, I mean I, you know, again, if you're so confident in your convictions— then let's place a bet. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you how many people I bet in 2020 that Joe Biden was going to win. And many of those people haven't paid me because they still think Donald Trump won the 2020 election, Kate. So one thing I would just like to say on an end note is I, I live close to the border. I believe that it should be really tightened up and vetted because we need good people to immigrate to our country. And we, we need to keep out, which is going to be a, a a yep. horrible task, you know, trying to keep the drug dealers and fentanyl and all of that out of the country. What's but sad? I mean, What's let's sad, put Kate? the money yeah. into that. I agree. Everything you just said. What's sad, Kate, is that people on Capitol Hill, Republicans on Capitol Hill now want to talk about Hunter Biden and his laptop and the prostitutes and the drugs. Such a joke. Yeah, they want to talk about that. But like what you just mentioned, we should be talking about the real issues facing this country. And then Republicans want to know why they keep losing elections. Well, this is why, because most people in this country don't care about Hunter Biden. Most people in this country don't care about what was on his laptop. Most people in this country care about what you just mentioned, drug overdoses, fentanyl, inflation. Inflation, minimum wage, maternity leave, abortion. These are the topics that Americans want to talk about. But you won't, hear, you won't hear Republicans on Capitol Hill talking yeah. about that. No, no, no. In fact, they don't care about the fact that, uh, you know, our infrastructure is is falling apart. And, you know, we need to 
go to solar and alternative energy sources, environmental concerns, because there won't be a world for our children or anyone to live in in less than 30 years. It will be complete mayhem. But they don't care about that because they're all about the money and being in control and being in power. Amen. Kate, you sound like a very smart woman, and you're somebody I would vote for. I appreciate your call. Thank you for finding my show. Thank you. I look forward to hearing from you again. Thank you, Kate. Appreciate that. Uh, by the way, we do have a poll out on the Occupy Democrats Facebook page. We are part of the Occupy Democrats network. You can watch our show really anywhere, but but on the Facebook fan page where they have over 10 million followers, we're broadcasting live on there. So I appreciate all of you that are maybe watching for the first time. We put up a poll there, which is, do you think Republicans will be able to get enough votes to impeach Joe Biden? I would say no, but I'm not trying to influence the vote at all. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. Let's go to Mark. Mark is next. What's up, Mark? Well, I was just suggesting that there's a book that everybody should be reading. It is called The Big Cheat, How Donald Trump Fleeced America and Enriched Himself and His Family, written by the author David K. Johnston. It really opened up about how Trump and his crime family have really fleeced the American taxpayer. And one of the things it mentioned was how his daughter uh, went to China to get her business deals Mm -hmm. arranged and was selling preferential visas for half a million dollars apiece to bring uh, Chinese engineers over here. Right. And, you know, why is it that Republicans don't talk about that? Well, why doesn't the media talk about it either? That's what bothers me. Well, what I, I mean, all I can do is say this, Mark. Uh, you know, I can only control what I control, right? When Republicans want to talk yeah. about when Republicans want to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop and his PP, I like to bring up Jared Kushner and the two billion dollars he received from the Saudis. Donald Trump didn't bring Mike Pompeo out to Saudi Arabia. He brought Jared Kushner out there, and then two weeks after Trump left office. It was Jared Kushner that received over $2 billion and his his daughter receiving over $600 million in trademarks from the Chinese government. But Republicans don't want to talk about that. They'd rather talk about an unloaded gun that Hunter Biden had for 12 days that he didn't commit a crime with. They'd rather talk about the prostitutes and the drug problems that Hunter had when I can bet you many of those Republicans in office today have had some of those same issues in their life. We just haven't heard about it. Exactly. Yeah. Mark, good to hear from you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll give you the last one. Thanks for letting me talk. Absolutely, Mark. You call back anytime, my friend, and I appreciate you. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. Let's go to Edward. Edward is next. What's up, Edward? Edward, are you there? Do you believe the stories in the Washington Post? I don't read the Washington Post, so I I don't know which stories you're referring to. Okay. Google is your friend, my friend. Uh, well, I, I'm just being honest with you, sir. I, I've never read the Washington Post. I don't read the Post. So what, what story are you referring to? And then we can talk about it. Judge orders Biden administration to stop cutting holes in the Texas border fence. Okay. Thank you. So, Have a good day. Uh, no, 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 no. Get don't don't leave. Young Why are you leaving? Get Why are you leaving? Educated young man. Don't leave. Get educated, don't leave. young man. Don't leave. Don't hang up. Get don't be a coward. Young man. Don't be a coward. Educated, pot him down. Man. Pot, pot him down. Sir, if you don't want to be a coward... You remain on the line, and we have a debate. Are you still on the line? No. Edward, now. Yeah, I'm right here. I'm right here. Thank you. It sounded like you were going to hang up the phone. So are you telling me that Joe Biden committed a crime? Because that's what that lady said when she called in. She made the claim 
that Joe Biden committed. Oh, a, hold on, let me finish. Potter, Potter down again. Sir, here's how this radio show works. You can disagree with me, but you're going to make a statement and then I'm going to respond to it and then you respond, okay? So let me finish and then I'll give you the time. The lady who called in made the claim that Joe Biden committed crimes by intentionally putting holes in the wall policy to allow illegals to come in. Now, if you're telling me that the Washington Post wrote an article claiming that Joe Biden committed a crime, then I will listen to you. That's what we are talking about. So are you claiming, sir, that Joe Biden committed a crime by doing that? Is that what you're saying? If a judge has to order it, is that a crime? If a judge okay. has to rule on it, so you're saying that yes, Joe Biden committed a you're crime? You're a clown. You're a stupid okay, fucking so now clown. There you go. You so now you're going to goodbye. So that's what these MAGA Republicans do. They'll call me names. They swear, and then when I put them in a corner, sometimes they're not smart enough to have a debate. And when I destroy them with facts, they go to you know hominem attacks, and they go after me when they don't know what they're talking about. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate Edward calling into the show because Edward is your typical MAGA Republican. Edward calls into this show and Edward makes a claim that is unfounded that somehow Joe Biden committed a crime policy-wise and he's putting holes in the walls allowing people to cross the border. Now, obviously, Edward doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But if you watch Newsmax or OAN or even Fox News, those are Tucker Carlson's viewers. I guarantee you that that guy who just called in has a big poster of Donald Trump in his bedroom that he enjoys looking at every night before he goes to sleep. Thank you for the call, Edward. We appreciate you. I appreciate you very much because you make my point every day. 702-221-7283. Let's go to Sean. Sean is next on Pushing the Limits. Hello, Sean. Hi, Sean. Go ahead. Sean, are you there? Earth calling to Sean. Still here, coward. Okay, so if you're going to start off the conversation... Okay, so that's another caller. Okay, so we want to go to Sean. Hi, Sean. Oh, are you there? Can you yes. hear me? Sorry about that, Sean. My mistake. How are you? Oh, not a problem. I am fantastic. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time on these uh, social media apps TikTok and whatnot, and occasionally I run across their lives where you have a bunch of conservatives, and sometimes, you know, I just got to slap myself in the face because I can't believe what I just heard. <laughs> yeah. um, they they had an argument, I mean, full out, people yelling and screaming at each other. I think we lost you a little bit and there. Go ahead, yep. That the, uh, that the windmills were causing cancer in Wales. <laughs> the, the, the aquatic animal. And when you realize that there was an article, because he, Trump said, oh, I read this article, and like, oh, wow, he read, um, <laughs> that the people in Wales, W-A-L-E-S, were yeah. having a hard time sleeping because of the noise of the windmills. Are they? Are, like you, are you sure, when, they, uh, are you sure when this conservative used the term whale, they weren't referring to Donald Trump? Uh, Sorry, that I've was a terrible joke. Whale. Terrible joke. My apologies. I don't know how to deal with these people anymore. I really, I, I like disagreement and I like debate. But when people, you know, when people call in, Sean, 
and they claim that Joe Biden is a criminal and he's intentionally putting holes in walls so illegals could come over. I mean, this is really crazy stuff, right? This is Alex Jones stuff. Yeah, I, oh, I, I 100% agree. Now, is Joe Biden the epitome of goodness? And, and uh, no, he's a politician. So yeah. there's going to be some kind of skeleton in the closet. I but I'm not dra- saying I agree with you. I'm, I'm the mud. Yeah. I'm not saying Joe Biden's Trying to something to the mud. There's no reason for it. Yeah, especially you know, when I grew up traveling around the world when I was at a very young age. So, I mean, getting back to what that last call was talking about immigration, you know, I, I grew up traveling the country or traveling the world, and I got to see different cultures. And I think that was what a lot of people are missing in this country mm-hmm. is they just feel that something else is wrong, you know? Yeah, you know what they think is, uh, by the way, thank you for the call, Sean. I appreciate it. Good call. You made some great points. I think a lot of, there are some people in this country on the far right that don't want to see their country look any different than what they look like. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's called bigotry and that's called racism. Sean, I appreciate you. Thank you for the phone call. You're absolutely right. 702-221-7283. Let's go to Leon. Leon is next on Pushing the Limits. Hello, Leon. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go right ahead. Yeah, I wanted to clear up something about the um, the wacko calls that you had calling about the holes in the wall. Yeah. Um, first of all, the guy who said Google is your friend, he's, that's true, because it just took me a quick Google search to find out that those holes in the walls were actually there during the Trump administration, and that the Border Patrol opens them during the monsoon season, because... With the border wall open, without the floodgates and um, those holes in the wall, there would be a problem with the, uh, the debris that they would carry. Wait, so Leon, the are, you t- are you telling me, Leon, that these MAGA callers that called in were wrong? I'm shocked. Absolutely, of course. <laughs> what a shocker. Listen, I knew it was BS, Leon. Google but is I, your friend, right? Yeah, Google's my friend. Uh, you know what? You know what should be their friend? Getting an education. I mean, holy smokes. Uh, listen, I knew it was BS. Exactly. I knew it was BS, right? When they were calling in, when they were they were spewing this nonsense, I knew they had absolutely no idea what they were talking about. But I do entertain some of these people because I want to expose them because this is Donald Trump's base, Leon. Right? This is his base. Right. It's very entertaining too. <laughs> it is. At times, it is. At times, it's a little frustrating. But I, let me just say this, Leon. I'm glad there are people out there like you that are watching this show that actually have a brain and actually can can separate truth from fiction, because a lot of these MAGA Republicans unfortunately cannot. And it's 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 really sad. Not only were these people calling in liars but they they claim that joe biden is some sort of criminal with a policy that he never implemented i mean they couldn't be more wrong it's it's laughable really really it is very laughable very laughable when they call in with such fervor like they just know that they're they're right it's like what well when donald trump said i could shoot somebody on fifth avenue and they would still vote for me they were talking about the callers gale and i forgot the other looney tunes name but this is donald trump's base and let me tell you something there's more reasonable people out there like you and me leon and sean and and kate and some of the good callers i've had today then there are MAGA supporters, and Donald Trump will not be reelected, and I will do everything to make sure that doesn't happen. And uh, thanks to good people uh, out there like yourself, Leon, I appreciate you speaking the truth, my friend. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate you, Brian. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so Leon. Much. Appreciate you finding the show. Um, all right. Wow. That was a um, plethora, a mix, so to speak, of different views, different opinions. Uh, listen, you, if you think the Earth is flat, I would say you're a clown. You could think that. It's not against the law. 
but we're talking about actual policies and, and, and things that affect the American people. Uh, Joe Biden did not implement holes in the walls. That had nothing to do with Joe Biden's policies, as Leon eloquently mentioned. That had nothing to do with any new policy of Joe Biden. Google is your friend. And for people like Gail who call in and you want to throw things at a wall and call Joe Biden a criminal, just like James Comer. These are the same people who think Donald Trump has never committed a crime in his life and he's a good Christian man. It's very, very difficult to have conversations with these people. I speak to reasonable Republicans every day and the next guy coming in studio is no exception uh, to that. But I want to thank everybody who called in, even the, the special ones who called in, because you're what makes the show great and I appreciate all of you. But um, we're going to continue to monitor what is taking place in Washington, D.C. with Hunter Biden, with Joe Biden. Will Republicans have enough votes to impeach Joe Biden? We'll see. We're also going to monitor more of Rudy Giuliani's defamation lawsuit. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. We'll take a quick break. And I also, before we take a break, I want to say the poll that's up on the Occupy Democrats Facebook page. I want you all to be interactive. Do you think that Republicans will have enough votes to impeach Joe Biden? Maybe some of you think he's implemented holes in the walls at the border wall to help illegals going through Texas to the United to to uh, from Mexico. Uh, obviously, that's a lie. But uh, in all seriousness, check out check that out. Thank you to the Occupied Democrats Network for allowing uh, me to be on their platform. We appreciate all of you for watching. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. How can they say there's no fraud? Look at that woman. Everybody, Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale of printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. 
mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and the latest lines on every game. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards on every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the El Cortez. Details at the Sportsbooks. The Farmer's Burger from Farmer Boys. Beef, bacon, cheese, hand-smashed avocado, and fresh veggies. Best burger champ. That's how we drop the mic. Farmer Boys. Farm food ain't fast food. Farmer Boys new always crispy fries stay crispier and tastier all the way home. If they make it home. Sharing is caring. Farmer Boys. Farm food ain't fast food. Jumper's Jungle Family Fun Center is an indoor children's jump and party space in Las Vegas located at 2050 South Rainbow Boulevard. Kids of all ages can come and jump on our bouncers, race through the obstacle courses, speed down the mega slides, slam dunk into the basketball hoops, and much more. Are you looking for that perfect birthday party venue? Look no further. Jumper's Jungle has a party package that will fit your needs. Check out the open play schedule online at jumpersjungle.com or call 702-463-JUMP. It's time to jump your way to fun at Jumper's Jungle on the corner of Oki and Rainbow. The best choice for convenience, comfort, and value, My Place Hotels are ideal for both short-term and long-term travelers. The rooms at My Place features pillow top mattresses, microfiber bedding, and a variety of soft and firm pillows. All extended stay rooms offer their own kitchen, which includes a full-size refrigerator and a cooktop. On-site laundry facilities are also available for extended stays at pet-friendly My Place Hotels. Book your stays online at MyPlaceHotels.com, My Place Hotels, St. George, and West Jordan, Utah. Make My Place your place. Shopping is always easy with the Radio Shopping Show. Whether it's shopping during any one of our live shows right here on AM 1400 or listening live on the KSHP app, you can always call in at 702-221-7283 to pick up great deals with your favorite host. Or shop 24-7 at KSHP.com. Go to KSHP.com and select Shopper's Guide to browse hundreds of businesses featured on the show. Place your order online and we'll have it shipped right to your front door. With so many possibilities, it's hard not to shop. 
The Klondike Casino is a friendly local spot that features their signature restaurant, the Klondike Grill. Serving up fresh food fast. Open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner just off the 95 Freeway on Sunset Road in Henderson. You will find the Klondike Casino featuring all your favorite games from the Strip in the comfort of a neighborhood casino. You can place a bet at their full-service sportsbook or start your day with a breakfast plate that comes with your choice of potato and toast. Or check us out for lunch or dinner and try one of our many sandwiches like the popular beer-battered fish sandwich or the Philly cheesesteak. Check out the full menu at Klondike's sunset.com is your dog suffering from a sensitive stomach hi it's kelly the cookie lady from mooch's munchies our dogs had super sensitive tummies and i needed to find a low-fat treat that wouldn't give them gas or other issues most of the treats on the market were loaded with fillers chemicals and chicken fat many of them weren't even food well i knew i could do better so i developed mooch's munchies and i'm happy to be able to share them with you Stop by our store or our website, moochesmunchies.com, and find out why we say that Mooch's Munchies are totally possum. Welcome to Hash House A Go-Go, where we've been serving farm food and crafted cocktails for over two decades. Visit us for the full Hash House experience at any of our five Las Vegas locations. Hash House A Go-Go is where old school meets new and gets twisted. We bring people together over good food and fun. Come in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and come hungry because our portions are huge. Visit us online to see our entire menu at hashhouseagogo.com. Hash House A Go-Go. It's a Midwest thing, and there's nothing else like it. Welcome to Hash House A Go-Go, where we... Is your dog suffering from a sensitive stomach? Hi, it's Kelly the Cookie Lady from Mooch's Munchies. Our dogs had super sensitive tummies, and I needed to find a low-fat treat that wouldn't give them gas or other issues. Most of the treats on the market were loaded with fillers, chemicals, and chicken fat. Many of them weren't even food. Well, I knew I could do better, so I developed Mooch's Munchies, and I'm happy to be able to share them with you. Stop by our store or our website, moochesmunchies.com, and find out why we say that Mooch's Munchies are totally possum. Zenworld Premium CBD offers full and broad-spectrum CBD oil, extracts, and capsules, which are designed to help you feel your best. Their products are sourced from the best organic hemp and natural ingredients on the market and are tested for quality, purity, and potency. They have a full range of items from health and wellness to beauty to pets. Call 725-205-9223. Visit online at zenworld.com or stop by their location at 9895 South Maryland Parkway and Silverado Ranch Parkway. Mention KSHP for 10% off in-store or use code KSHP online for 15% off. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Wednesday. We definitely pushed some limits there that last hour. Crazy callers, boy. Crazy callers, but uh, thanks for coming back with us. And a little programming note for you, by the way. Alex Jones' ex-wife, she was supposed to be joining us today, but unfortunately her child got really sick. She's been on the show before. She's a very nice lady. So we'll uh, get her on later this week. I'm not sure if it's going to be tomorrow or Friday. The Glove, Gary Payton, is going to be joining us. I was lucky enough to be sitting courtside next to him uh, among some very famous celebrities. Uh, We have a celebrity in studio with us right now, though. He, of course, his late grandfather was a wonderful governor here. Of course, I'm talking about Kenny Gwynn and uh, his grandson, Blake Gwynn, over the Keller Williams Group, is joining us now in studio. Blake, it is good to see you. It's been a little while. How you been, my friend? I thought we were going with the Canelo thing, so you threw it out there. <laughs> you do have a very weird resemblance to Canelo yeah. Alvarez. Yeah, today, Man, Blake. Yeah, today I'm wearing the glasses rather than you, so. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, Mark Anderson from the Associated Press going to be joining us. Super excited. At the bottom of the hour, talk a little Raiders football, talk a little UNLV. Yeah, I don't know. What happened with the Miami Dolphins? All right. So you're a Dolphins fan. I'm a a diehard Dolphins fan. Look, a lot of the haters can say uh, that that Tua is not the answer. Tua has a weak arm, you know, little noodle arm, fantastic accuracy. The, The play calling was absolutely atrocious. The Titans gave that game away with those two fumbles at the very end. The Titans are very good. They're, They're not, not very good. good. They made Will Levis look like a like a legit franchise quarterback. And we couldn't run the ball. You've got four offensive linemen that are completely injured. So you have no O-line. Tyreek Hill is out, who should be in the MVP race. Um, and it's just a joke. And now we go through this gauntlet. We place the Jets. Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. We'll be lucky to go two and two out of that. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the Bills. I mean, I know that that they had a big win uh, over the weekend, but um, the Dolphins can't lose that football game. You're up two touchdowns late in the game at home against a a team that is should be at least inferior to you. Um, That was a really weird loss. We're going to get into some Raiders football. Oh, good lord! Um, Real quick on the on the Chiefs Bills was the offsides. Yes, but that's not a call. Let me tell you why it was the wrong call. Even though, by the rules and by those standards, he was offsides. Here's what that's like. That's like a guy mouthing off to you in an NBA basketball game. The entire game he's swearing and he's he's just a brutal... You don't give him a technical fall. His team is down by one with 20 seconds to go. And he throws another F-bomb at you, and that's the time you decide to give him a technical foul. Um, you haven't called – I'll give you another example. You haven't called any – because I'm a basketball referee, so I can relate. You haven't called any ticky-tack, hand-check type fouls all game. One possession game, 20 seconds left to go. You call a foul. You can't make that call. A spe- and if you're going to make that call, you better have called it in the first half. I understand why Pat Mahomes was upset. With that being said, you can't be offsides, and uh, that was somebody who is a young football player. If you're a veteran, you don't make that mistake. But still, I understand where Pat, Pat Mahomes is coming from, and the NFL has a serious problem when it comes to officiating. The officiating lately has been absolutely atrocious. Horrendous. I do have to say that the face— Does that make sense, though, what I just yeah, said? Yeah, it makes sense. I, I Look, I, I thought it was clearly—if you're a Bills fan and it doesn't get called and that gets you know scored, and then right. there's outrage and you it, either way— Right. I mean, truthfully, as a Dolphins fan, I want the Bills to lose, but I also want KC to lose because they're always, you know, the division leaders. So uh, I was just curious on your point on that one. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's an unfortunate situation. The Chiefs got screwed the prior week with a lack of of two calls uh, that should have been pass interference. And I understand why Pat Mahomes. I understand why he's upset. And um, I don't I'm not going to fault him for being upset. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, with that being said, let's locally here, we're going to get to Mark Anderson in a few minutes here, but, um, you know, the UNLV women's basketball program is now ranked 23rd in the country. Uh, Coach The Rock has done a, a phenomenal job. Uh, the UNLV football program, they have their bowl game against Kansas, which is coming up. Yeah, it's going to be gonna be game. That's going to be fun to watch. I'm like, we should watch that game together. It's going to be fun. Um, UNLV basketball has a problem. We've been talking about it every single time I'm on this radio show. Every single time we talk about this. The inability to develop talent, constantly going to the transfer pool, um, you name it, it, it's, it's a coaching issue at this point. 
And uh, whether Lawn was a, is a hero here for, for UNLV basketball, it's time to make a change. It yeah, really is. I think it is. And I know it's early in the season. I think the Southern loss, at least in my uh, personal opinion, was completely inexcusable. I think most people would agree with me on that. So they're playing um, eighth, eighth-ranked team in the country uh, in Creighton tonight in Henderson. Obviously, you have an opportunity to do something pretty spectacular if somehow, some way, and I don't think this is going to happen, UNLV can beat the eighth-ranked team in the country, then it could save his job. You would have to step up one of the worst perimeter defenses that mm-hmm. UNLV has, yeah. where Creighton is, and constantly Good always is team. every year, yep. fantastic three-point shooting team. Mm-hmm. McBuckets is it's, out there. Um, <laughs> it, it's a tall order. I mean, we... You know, we did it against uh, North Carolina a couple of years ago, but we got we had dogs. Different team, though. We had dogs See, in I'm that so, game. I agree with you. And we the, don't have that right now. I talked about that on Monday with Chris Wynn, and you're right. I made that exact point you just made. You had Mike Mosier. You had Oscar Belfield. You had uh, Anthony. You, you had guys that uh, – professional basketball players, at least guys that have played professional basketball overseas. I don't see that on this team. And you had a lot of talent. It wasn't a very well-coached team. But on pure talent, they shot lights out that night at Orleans and they beat the number one team in the country. I just don't see that with this team. Uh, it's it, Like I said, it's not there. You can't continue to rebuild the team through the transfer portal. It's not like it's Kentucky and your Calipari where you're getting the top kids every single year. You're, you're getting, you know, five of the top 20 people to come in. You're true freshmen. We're not getting those type of players here. And so every single year, next year's team, it's going to be a whole new loaded roster again. And we keep doing this. We did it with Marvin. We did it with uh, uh, Osselberger. I mean, it's every single year, there's a whole new team, new faces to understand. There's no development of talent. This is not the UNLV of and old. You know what? Uh, you'll agree with me here, Blake, because you've lived here your whole life. I mean, one, th- one of the best things that Lon Kruger did is he developed players. Like a guy like a Joel Anthony, right? Nobody thought that guy would be an NBA player. The guy's got rings. Um, he, 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 he made players so much better. Wink Adams is another protege. God, Wink um, was great. I mean, I mean, these are guys that Lon Kruger brought into the program. Was Greedy Daniels, was he with, was was Greedy with Lon? Uh, I don't know if I remember him. Man, that was a great defensive player, I know too. that guys like Curtis Terry. Man, uh, Curtis Terry was great. You know, there were guys that played for Lon Kruger. Bryce DeJean Jones, the late, I hate saying that, Bryce DeJean Jones. Guys that Lon Kruger really made better basketball players and improved year to year. They were good defensive teams. They were good rebounding teams. Offense wasn't always it was pretty. A, it was a boring. But, it was a boring product. But he won. But it, that's all that we care about is winning. Right. That's what we did. Yeah. So we'll get back to UNLV. Um, but Blake, joining us right now on the line, somebody that does a uh, phenomenal job. Uh, in covering uh, all the local sports here for the Associated Press. Gosh, he's been doing my show for years. I think I had hair on the top of my head when Mark Anderson first started doing my show, and Mark from the Associated Press joins us right now on the line. Mark, thanks so much for being here. How are you? I'm doing well, Brian. How you doing? Good to see you, my friend, uh, as always. Um, let's start with the NBA, because I know you wrote uh, some articles for the Associated Press on that NBA midseason tournament. I thought it was a, for lack of a better term, slam dunk success. I mean, the players bought into it. The coaches seemed to love it. The fans seemed to love it. It was great for Las Vegas. I thought it was an A-plus from, from the NBA commissioner's standpoint. What did you think? I agree, and I think the part that surprised me was how much the players were into it. Yeah. And I thought, and I'm sure having half a million on the line doesn't hurt. 
Um, but you know, someone like LeBron doesn't need the money. Um, so it, it just, but he was completely, uh, into it. And, and, uh, it felt like, it felt like these games are playoff games. And I, I didn't really anticipate that happening. So that, and I thought, I thought that was a great sign for the NBA. Yeah. And I didn't anticipate it either. And I was, you know, sitting on the court on Thursday with some friends of mine and we were, I I saw firsthand how hard these guys were playing and uh, it was great. And you're right. It had the feeling of a playoff game. LeBron looked like he was in his mid twenties out there. He looked like back in the day when he was playing for the Cavaliers, he was just at another gear, right? Blake, I know you watch the games as well. And you, yeah, it was, it was incredible. Um, And and it was a lot of fun. And I, I think the fans really enjoyed it, Mark. Yeah, you know, and I'm obviously we all know how great LeBron is. You see that on TV, but there's nothing like seeing him in person. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see how built he is, and I was just blown away by how athletic he still is. As was he, I. Just, yeah, Mark, didn't yeah. it seem like he made Zion Williamson look like a, a grade schooler on there? I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah, and and it's and it's kind of sad in the way you would think. You look at Zion with all his talent. You think he would look at someone like LeBron. And say this is what I need to do, and I'm just not sure Zion's heart's really well, into. He's got a belly. Into it. Let's just call it, for, it's, yeah. it's a it's a lack of even wanting to be successful. He yeah. he's going back on his childhood days of just hey I can beat everybody on my talent. Where that's the difference between LeBron. LeBron just said hey I'm going to take it into a whole next gear once I get to the NBA, and you yeah. saw that for the first ten years he just conti- continually got better. Yeah, good I mean, stuff. He is physically the most gifted athlete to ever play in the NBA. Well, I'll be the first one to admit, Mark and Blake, that uh, I haven't really ever said that LeBron's a top five player, but after watching him play in person games that are actually meaningful, not a preseason game here or a regular season game in LA, he has to be a top five player of all time. Would you agree, Mark? No, I think he's either, he might be number one. <laughs> he might be. He might be. You know, it's, yeah. in, it's interesting yeah. you say that, Mark, because I was sitting uh, next to the glove, Gary Payton, for for the games on Thursday, and I asked him, I said, who do you think is the best player of all time? Is it Jordan or LeBron? His answer was pretty much, if you want a killer, a guy that's going to make a shot, you know, 10 seconds left to go and take over a game, it's Michael Jordan, it's Kobe Bryant, Kareem, Magic. But if you're talking about an all-round basketball player, two-way player, it's got to be LeBron. And, and I'm starting to think that way now. Yeah, I, I've been a, a Michael guy too, and and part of my thinking in that regard is they they just put under different rules. Where you give Michael the rules they have now, I think he would have been, I think he would have played later into uh, his career at much higher rate or much better. You know, I think he would have been much better later in his career. Yeah, uh, he wouldn't have been beaten up. So I, but you know, you see LeBron at thir- almost thirty nine now. I mean, you just don't see that in basketball. Yeah. No, you're right. It's and that, that, yeah, and that's right. gifted. And, and that's what's kind of making me think that maybe he is the guy. I mean, I, I mean, you know, it is. You know, either way, Michael or LeBron, you know, you're, it's it's so close. You know, I think you could argue either side. I, I agree, and and just uh, whether it is LeBron or. Michael Jordan, to be able to watch LeBron up close playing in meaningful basketball games. The last time I saw LeBron doing that in person was the FIBAs here in Las Vegas, and that was a lot of fun to watch. A very younger uh, LeBron James, but it was a lot of fun. All right, switching to the college game, Mark Anderson. UNLV has an interesting game tonight, uh, the men's team against number 8 Creighton. When you look at the women's program, they're 23rd in the country. When you look at the success of UNLV football this year and what Odom has been able to do, uh, Kevin's got a lot of pressure and, uh, this is one of those games that can maybe, maybe turn it around. I don't think it's going to happen. Creighton's a really good team, but what do you make of this game tonight and where UNLV basketball is at right now? 
No, I think they're in big trouble. I mean, I don't, I don't even see how they can be competitive tonight. Uh, they haven't shown any signs this season of being able to play with a team like Creighton. Uh, they're banged up, which obviously doesn't help. Um, you know, the the line is fourteen, fourteen and a half somewhere in that neighborhood. I I can see Creighton covering that. Uh, I just I just think it's I think it's just a bad. Uh, I, I, it's not necessarily a bad spot. I just, I just, I just don't know what's happened to this program, and I just, they're not, they're not where they can compete with these teams right now, and mm-hmm. and, I, and it's surprising because it looked like he had a pretty good, you know, off season, right, uh, right. So I, I thought they'd be much better than this, and yeah. so I don't know what's going on. If there's just maybe, maybe there's just some chemistry. I mean, who knows? And there could be some happening behind the scenes we have no idea about. I look, I, I, I think they're gonna lose by thirty tonight. I, I the lack of confidence is there. Kruger's job is on the line, and so the coaching is going to be over-aggressive. They're not going to be able to stop the three-point shot. They're not playing at home. All of these uh, situations are just going to compile, and by half, uh, by the second half, it's, it's going to be over. I mean, Wouldn't you're going to there's going to be no confidence on the floor. Wouldn't surprise me. You know, Mark, you, you said why. Why are they in this spot? We could all come up with our opinions on why. I think some bad hires are a big part of it, athletic directors. And that has nothing to do, by the way, with the athletic director that's there right now. Let's be clear on that. Um, I like Kevin. I know you do. He's a good guy. Lon Kruger, wonderful family. They're great people, and they're easy people to root for. I'm just not sure Kevin is ready yet. And and maybe this this just isn't the right kind of job for him. And I think uh, at the end of the year, I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but Harper's going to have a decision to make, right, Mark? Yeah, and, and I, I, th- I thought it was an odd hire to begin with. I mean, I'm not sure it was ever fair to Kevin. You know, put him in the yeah. spot this 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 quickly. I think he needed some more time, and he might eventually try to be a great head coach. But I think it's I think this job's been a little overwhelming for him for him, and yeah. and yeah, you know, it was made by an AD. I think had her you know one foot out the door at that time, and just kind of wanted to get. That's I, that's the impression I got. I could be completely wrong. But I think you're right. I just get come just kind of get it over with. Yeah, no, I think you um, nailed it. I think you absolutely nailed it with Desiree Reed Francois. And, uh, you know, when you look at the Mountain West, I think it's a lot better this year than a lot of people thought. Colorado State is a top 25 team in the country. San Diego State's still very good. Uh, Patino's done a great job at New Mexico. They're a really good team this year. I watched them play in Vegas. Uh, Utah State, not bad. Let's not forget about Nevada, Reno and Alford. Uh, Nevada, Reno's a very good, they haven't lost a game, I don't think yet. No. Uh, so Nevada, Reno's really good. You can make the argument, this is maybe the best the Mountain West Conference has been in, in, in a very long time. And UNLV was picked sixth preseason. I argued with a lot of people that thought they'd be top four. I don't think there's any chance of that happening. I, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, guys, to say that UNLV could be in another playing game in the Mountain West Conference tournament. Yeah. So, Mark, they let, me, very, yeah. Yeah, let me ask yeah. you this, Mark. So, with, with, with all the money and the facilities that UNLV currently has, the history, I mean, we have the top facilities in the Mountain West. We have the best history in the Mountain West. What is the next step in in order to improve uh, UNLV moving forward for the basketball program? Well, got, they got to hire the right coach. I mean, it's that, it's that simple. And um, and I thought I you know for all the issues I have with Marvin Menzies, one thing I will say about him, he he got players. I mean, he got players in here, and and you could see that after they transferred to other top programs, how good they were. Um, and I think it was. I, I would have stayed with him a little bit longer because I think eventually the, you might have seen that talent went out. Um, but I think I think that was a mistake. Firing Dave Rice mid-season was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, not a perfect coach, but 
you look at what they did preseason. They won a couple of big games early in the season. They could have gone to the NCAA tournament. And and then it just never worked out with T.J. Osselberger, who, as we've seen at Iowa State, is, is a pretty, pretty good coach. But for whatever reason, it, it, it just didn't. It was didn't a bad here. fit here. Yeah, he didn't want to be it here. Was a, it, was a, it, was, it was just a bad fit here to me. He was a Midwestern guy. Uh, I don't think Las Vegas and him did. It was just, I just don't think it was a good fit. I and agree. Then, yep. Yeah. We can so go they, back. When we can go back, right, Mark, to Jim Livengood not paying Lon Kruger the money that he and his staff needed to stay. Uh, then we yeah. go, you know, Dave. Listen, I think Todd Simon. I mean, Todd Simon did a did a great job. Uh, Terrific Southern, job, Southern yes. Utah. He's a really good coach. And now I think at the Bowling Green, I just spoke with him the other day, six and three in his first year over there. Uh, you know, so uh, I thought, you know, it, you keep Todd Simon. Who knows where the program is now? Uh, listen, we could go down yeah. the list of mistakes they've made. I agree with absolutely everything you said. But now we're in the present, right? And uh, I think they're in trouble yeah. tonight. And then they play St. Mary's. We could be looking at a team that's three or four games under 500 in, in, in a week or two before conference play. It's been a while since we've been there. I thought the loss to Southern was just, you want to talk about putting yourself, Mark, behind the eight ball to start the season, right? Yeah, I know. It's just, it's just was shocking. Uh, I never, I never one moment thought they'd lose that game going in. I thought, yeah. I, I thought it'd be, what's, what's the margin of victory going to be? Right. That was, that was my only thought. And then when, when not only did they lose, they got the butts kicked, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, it was just shocking to see it. And yeah. I just, I don't know that they've been the same since then. Uh, you know, I think, I think it kind of, rocked the entire team at that point. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think when you lose a game like that, uh, I think it's uh, it's devastating, and they haven't been able to, to come back from that. Uh, speaking of devastating, Mark, hmm. can you imagine all of the fans, Minnesota fans and the Raider fans, who pay their hard-earned money <laughs> that decided to take their family and spend five or $600 to watch an NFL football game and arguably one of the worst NFL football games in the history of the league. I mean, how do you put this in perspective? <laughs> well, you pretty much did. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was brutal. I mean, I, I mean, like you said, and, and on top of that, it was, it was uh, painful. I mean, literally painful because look at all the guys who got hurt in that game. Every time I look on the down the field, it seemed like someone else was being taken off the field. It was crazy. I mean, and, I still can't believe they didn't throw a flag on the Raiders for that hit on just Justin Jefferson. That to me looked like defenseless receiver. And, 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 uh, but yeah, it was just in, in, in the the crazy thing is, I think if you, you know, the, the Raiders had the really actually had a promising opening drive. They took the ball to Minnesota's 42 and then Jacobs had like an eight yard run. You think they're, it's like they're moving into score, but then there's a holding call on that on that run, and then then Connell takes a sack he really shouldn't have taken. And I I don't I you know I think if the Raiders score there, I'm not saying they go score 28 points or anything like that, but I I think maybe they have a little bit more rhythm, a little bit more confidence in that point, and 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 uh, and and they can you know I, I don't think it's necessarily type, the type of game it wound up being because it just seemed after that. Um, they just couldn't figure it out, and and the offensive line, you know, you had the center on, uh, James going down during the game. Colt Miller didn't start or didn't play at all at left tackle, and you know, O'Connell just had little, so little time to throw. And on the it was the same thing on the other end. The, the Raiders really got after Joshua Jobs, and and then they they changed quarterbacks like Nick Mullins, and that's that was the difference because he he found a way to overcome that pass rush and get the ball down the field. Um, 
But am I, yeah, am I overreacting, just, yeah. Mark, when I say that that game over the weekend may solidify Pierce no chance in, in being the head coach next year? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of think it was trending that direction anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that pretty much solidified it. And he always had an uphill battle in my in my, in my mind. Uh, I just think Mark Davis really wants to make a splash higher. I know that he's he's gotten a lot of grief over not staying with Rich Basaccia. Mm-hmm. So I think that could have played into his thinking if if the Raiders had finished strong. Um, but I think now I, I think he feels like he, he doesn't need to worry about that. I think he's going to go and try to get someone. And, you know, Jim Harbaugh, obviously someone comes to mind, uh, you know, keep a, keep an eye on Mike Tomlin at Pittsburgh. They haven't given him an extension to his contract. And, and I think I see one, I hadn't heard that one. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think, you know, he's been there 17 years and I think the way the Steelers are playing this season, I think I can see them saying, you know what, it may be time to, uh, try someone new here. So he would, he would be someone to keep an eye on. And so I think those names like that out there, I think Davis would love to hire one of those guys. With that being, with that being said, Thursday night football tomorrow, the, another uh, organization that's in some turmoil right now, uh, the chargers are in town. Um, Is it out of the realm of possibility? I mean, call me crazy. I think after that horrendous performance, maybe they can beat the chargers tomorrow. Uh, What are your thoughts on the game tomorrow night? I'm with you. I think they probably will beat the chargers. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I just the Raiders' defense. I don't know where this defense came from, but they're actually playing well. Yeah, and you get you get a backup quarterback in there now. Um, I, I I like their chances, and and it's interesting. The lines, uh, I can't believe the lines switch switch by like what six and a half points or something like that. Yeah, I mean you just don't see that, and um, so the so you know the pro money went on the Raiders winning this game, so. Um, I I I really do like their chance, but then again, I like their chance against the Vikings. And but yeah. you know they could have won that game too. So absolutely, I mean it's yeah. not like they're blown out. Why doesn't he put Garoppolo in there in the second half? I mean I know we could all Monday morning quarterback, uh, which I do from time to time. But to me, there's no excuse to not put Garoppolo in that game in the second half. Yeah, he and he Pierce never really answered that question. Um, there's some thought that uh, management is um, doesn't want Garoppolo to play at all. Because if he gets hurt, they're they're on the hook for was it eleven million dollars next season? Right. Um, so I think um, I think of our management is like eh, we maybe we keep him on the sidelines. So um, yeah, it's, so I think that th- I'm guessing that's probably where that what's happening there. Well, I don't know what they're playing for the rest of the year. Devonte Adams said we're playing for pride, and and that's nice to hear. But really, they're not really playing for much of anything uh, except for maybe a top five draft pick i mean that's really what they're playing for right now i mean they're playing for fan support yeah that's what they're really playing for yeah that's a good point you're also playing not to lose the entire locker room i mean there there's a lot to be playing for right now whether i mean it's not for the record it's not for playoffs it's not for that victory but it's for moral support from the city that you're Mm -hmm. that you need because if attendance completely falls off next year is going to truly hurt yeah i agree Although if you want, if you really want the best for the organization, they should lose out. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, you know, obviously nobody would ever admit that. I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Mark, you're going to be out there at the UNLV game tonight covering the game. I will be there. Yes. All right. Well, we will see you out there and, and let's hope, uh, although I'm on your side on this one, I don't think UNLV is going to be able to compete with these guys. 
But you never know. That's why they play the games. It should be a fun atmosphere. Yeah. The Creighton fans do travel well, so it should be a good environment. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Mark, I always appreciate it. Uh, great job uh, writing for the Associated Press, and uh, always appreciate the time, my friend. We'll see you Huge out honor, there. Mark. This is Thanks. so weird to say this, Mark. I'll see you out there in Henderson tonight for the Rebel game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. My, my, my city. You're coming to my town. That's right. Uh, well, Mark, I look forward to seeing you out there tonight, my friend. Thanks for the time. Oh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's Mark Anderson, everybody from the Associated Press. Does a great job. That guy's been doing my show forever. That's I love pretty darn cool. It. Very knowledgeable. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to be competitive tonight. No, I, like I said, I think it's a 30-point loss. It's It'll be over before, I'll call it five minutes before the end of the first half. Um, Kruger's not going to be able to get any type of motivation going on in the second because they know it'll be over. Um, Creighton will just continue to drop threes like it's going out of style. That's what they do. That's always been their MO for years and years. And um, it's going to be a demoralizing uh, loss. That's that's my honest opinion about it. We'll wait and see what happens, but that's that's kind of where my opinions are uh, as well. Again, we try to put the positives where where they should be, and uh, UNLV women's program is doing a great job. Let's also be honest, though, the UNLV athletic department is not counting on the UNLV women's program to make their money. Uh, they no. shouldn't be losing money from the men's program. All due respect to the to the UNLV women, their uh, coach LaRock has done a fantastic job. Now the UNLV football program, I'm very disappointed in the fan support. Uh, they deserve it. They deserve more fans that showed up in Allegiant Stadium, and it's very disappointing. Yeah. Um, and that's on that's on the fans, uh, you know, and uh, and the students, quite frankly. Uh, but Odom has done a phenomenal job, and the football program deserves more support than they've had in in, in my in my personal opinion. Yeah. No, I think um, I think the fan support stems from just decades of just mediocrity or actually below mediocrity. And so I just think it was tough for, you know, V fans to truly buy in to make sure that this team was real. Mm -hmm. Um, and then to kind of get blown out by Boise just didn't help at yeah. all. So here's something interesting. Speaking of football, I wanted to mention this to you real quickly. Uh, the, uh, NFL has announced where the Super Bowls are going to be in the next several years. Obviously, as you know, we have the Super Bowl here in Las Vegas in 2024, yeah. but the Super Bowl is going to be in New Orleans next year. They've announced it's going to be in in California in 2026 and 2027. It's going to be at Santa Clara in 2026 SoFi Stadium. I saw SoFi for 27. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking to myself, why? I'm not saying L.A. is a bad spot, but these guys want to come to Vegas. And I, I just feel like, I don't know what it is about Roger Goodell or the NFL. For so many years, they've been anti-Las Vegas you know, we have an NBA commissioner now who is very pro Las Vegas. It's why he wanted the midseason tournament here, and we're going to get a team very soon. Uh, Gary Bettman seems to definitely by now be all in when it comes to Las Vegas. Um, and he's one, to, to his credit, he's the really the first big commissioner that allowed a team to come here. So I give Gary Bettman all the credit in the world. You know, you have the Raiders that are terrible. They're just a they're just not a very good product right now, yet they're one of the most profitable teams in all of the NFL. So why? Why is the Super Bowl not coming back at least up until 2027? Yeah, I don't I don't have an answer for that. Um, the hatred for Vegas uh, and pro sports has just stemmed from decades and decades. Uh, I remember my grandfather, we were sitting here talking about, would there ever be a pro team here? Um, and the thought process back then was no, because of gambling, it was so anti anything. Mm -hmm. we, they didn't want to have tournaments here. Yeah. They want to have final fours, you know, any of that. So it's changed. I mean, you Las Vegas is now the sports Mecca of the world. We've got the gambling. We've got the sports books. We've got the pro teams. We've got the NBA coming. This is 
the hub for everything in sports in America. Um, and we should be awarded a Super Bowl at least twice a decade. I agree. And, and uh, it's confusing to me. With that being said, we only got a couple more minutes left to go here. Uh, I did want to mention Draymond Green, who is a uh, sandwich <laughs> short of a picnic. Uh, he's just a nut job. And I was talking to Gary Payton about this the other day. Um, where he said he's tried to talk to Draymond and Draymond's just, as he called him, nuts. Uh, you know, throwing a punch again in an NBA basketball game. I believe it was against the Phoenix Suns, if I'm not mistaken. And this is a guy who does it time and time and time again. I mean, uh, Steve Kerr's got to get rid of this guy. If you're a Golden State Warrior fan, you got to say, we got to get rid of this guy, Draymond Green. He's a cancer. It's why Poole is no longer playing there. I think one of the main reasons. Yeah, I would agree. Um, the guy sucker punches him in a practice. Draymond, it's it just, it's just one problem after another. He's a psychopath. He clearly can't control his anger. Um, I think they got to put the hammer down on this guy. I don't think just a couple games suspension is enough. Suspend him for like 20 games. Yeah, I mean, he's I'm just, got that Antonio Brown, that CTE uh, yeah. going on. I don't, I don't know from where. Maybe it's his days of playing tight end at, at Michigan State, but I mean, the dynasty in Golden State is, is done. They got to get rid of Draymond. I, I, you're not going to get anything for him, but yes, you have to lay down the law. A 20 game suspension. This is, this happens at least five times a season. Yeah. And it was blatant. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it, I'm with you. They got it. And it's, it's, he has devastated the team over the past, say, four years. They've, he's really hindered their, their ability to move forward. Yeah. No question. It's an embarrassment. And I was talking to some friends of mine that are Golden State Warrior fans yesterday, and they're all pretty angry about, about his behavior. And it's a distraction. And the Golden State Warriors, there's no excuse. They shouldn't be under 500. They're 10 and 13. Well, right Seth now. Curry should step up and, and, and be the leader of that line. Yeah, but he room. can't do it. I agree, but he can't do it by himself. Clay Thompson's been terrible. Um, and Steve Kerr has been struggling with this team. Again, could, it's very early in the season. They could certainly turn it around, but they're not even playing like a playoff team, let alone a team that would compete for a championship. So we'll have to, uh, Wait and see how this one plays out. But Draymond Green is a complete and utter embarrassment. And mm-hmm. uh, w- listen, when he's playing, he's a heck of a warrior. He's a great defensive player. He's a great rebounder. Great rebounder. He's an agitator. And he hits big shots in the playoffs, too, when he has to. So I give him all the credit in the world for that as a basketball player. He's really tough, but he's also crazy. Crazy in a real... You know, I look at Dennis Rodman. He was, I was just thinking Dennis. But, but the thing about Dennis was, like... I just don't feel like he had as many incidents on the court. That's because as Phil Draymond Jackson did. gave him time to go blow off steam in Vegas and go with hookers and drugs and <laughs> said, Hey man, as long as you play the game that I need to Show up go to do, go do what you need to do outside of the court. Uh, and that's what worked for the Bulls. It worked for Rodman. Um, clearly that's not the case for, for Green, but he's got, it, there's some, there's some deeper issues there because it's constantly acting out and it's violence no on doubt. the court. Well, Blake, before we go, uh, I want to give people an opportunity. They hear me every day on the radio praising <laughs> you and talking about your real estate prowess, uh, growing up, living here your entire life with the Keller Williams Group. Uh, talk to me a little about what you do and how people out there, if they're thinking of buying or selling a home, can contact you. Yeah, it, the real estate market's pretty crazy right now. So if you're looking for direction, if you're buying, selling, or looking for an investment property, my name's Blake Gwynn, 702-540-3311. I'm with Willow Manor. We're powered by Keller Williams. Again, my name's Blake Gwynn with Willow Manor, 702-540-3311. And as always, for pushing the limits, listeners, uh, I'm actually going to be bumping it up from $1,000 to 1500 cash back on any successful closing. I love that. All right. Well, there you go. You heard it there. Uh, Give him a call. You know, uh, I I know that he he gave my mom some great advice when she was considering buying a home. 
And uh, 702-540-3311 is, is Blake's number directly. To, he'll give you the advice that you need. And even if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, $1,500 cash back, which is pretty darn cool. And Blake grew up here. His great family, his lovely family. He grew up here in this town. He's been here his whole life. So as I, as I always tell people, if you're thinking of buying or selling or whatever you're doing, you want to know somebody who knows the lay of the land. And Blake, if there's anybody that knows it, it's Blake. He's been here his entire life. Blake, I, I do, of course, always appreciate it. You I know, love coming on the show. Yeah, I appreciate you being here as always, wearing that Bishop Gorman hat. You know, Oh, yeah, just so everybody can see on live as well, national champions. Woo! Yes. Yeah, well, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, Tony Sanchez started that trend pretty well. Um, and uh, Dave Rice's brother, of course, coaching the basketball team out there. And for those of you that care, which I'm sure none of you do, I haven't refed a basketball game in a couple of years, but I will be refing some tournament games this weekend because I wanted to get a little bit of exercise. So Sweet. I'm going to be reinstated and I'm going to be starting to referee basketball again, uh, at least high school basketball too. So I've decided to do that. Well, I then we'll to, have to come crash those games. Yes. Uh, please do that. And we'll bring and, signs. Yeah. You know, get the check zebra. your eyes. Get the, get the zebra. Get the zebra. <laughs> uh, but I am going to, uh, Listen, if if I am having issues with coaches and parents, then it ain't going to last very long. I'll tell you that. I'll but, come uh, be your bodyguard. <laughs> thank you. I I might need my, one of those. My right arm's getting better. I appreciate so. <laughs> that. I might I might need you there. Uh, my thanks to Mark Anderson for joining us, and thank you to all those special right wing buffoon MAGA callers who called into the show. Did you hear that in the first hour? I heard a couple of them. I, <laughs> you know they. Look, there's people on both sides, and uh, man, we just need to. Come. Don't start talking like Donald Trump. <laughs> There are not always good people on both sides. Well, no. I'm good. <laughs> Fair enough. I Blake, appreciate you having me, man. Blake, always appreciate you being here, my friend. Thank you so Don't much. Check, grow that beer back. Yes. And I'll be checking out the uh, UNLB Creighton <laughs> game tonight. Should be fun. Good to hang out with Mr. Paul McKeskey before the game and his wonderful life. Linda, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Also, thank you to the Occupy Democrats Network for uh, allowing me to be on their platform. It's always a pleasure. And we will see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Have a great day, everybody. Yeah.